Welcome to Navigating Change, everyone. I'm Pete Wright. That there is Howard Teibel, once again, basking in the luxuriousness of our presence in the same room. I'm excited yeah. about this topic. I, I, I am too. I'm um, passionate about this topic. I want to hear it. Okay. So uh, here's what we're talking about today. What does it mean to be frustrated at being held accountable to a higher standard by your manager? In a large organization, you know, whether it's a college, university, independent school, association, but in, you know, if you get, if you put together multiple groups, departments, whatever you call them, not everybody is going to be operating at the same with the same rules. Uh, the, who manages you determines, who manages your group determines the, the nature of uh, what, what you're being held accountable to. And, and often it's their own sense of uh, what it means to be uh, an effective manager. What is it to lead by example? And anybody listening to this knows that there are groups in there, wherever they work, where another body or department doesn't have to be held to the same standard that maybe their boss is holding them to. Uh, or it's the other way around, where your boss is not holding you accountable, and there's other groups out there where it looks like they're, they're playing by a different set of rules. So it goes both ways. Uh, accountability is really interesting. Because accountability can seem like uh, you're being um, constrained, when in fact, when you're being held accountable, you're being asked to step up. You're being asked to actually raise the bar for yourself. You know, there's, of, of all of the issues that I see in the last 27 years that, that show up, there's, there's a good degree of trust. People, for the most part, know what they're supposed to be doing. But we shy away from holding ourselves and others accountable. It's hard. It's because sometimes it requires having a tough conversation. Sometimes it's interpersonal. You know, I don't like you. And because I don't like you, I'm not going to invest myself. Uh, or I don't, you know, your style is different from mine. I can't relate to you. So accountability is a very difficult, difficult thing for groups to to deal with, and all I'd say to groups or individuals that struggle, I was in a, I was in a session. I was leading a, um, a talk, and a woman raised her hand and said, "You know, I work somewhere where there's a whole bunch of people around me that really don't like the changes that uh, we're doing. What do I do about them?" Uh, and I said, "For the most part, there's nothing you can do about them. People make their own choices. People decide if they're going to be part of the solution or part of the problem." You know, there's everything from change agents on one scale to whiners on the other. And everyone whines once in a while. But if that's your overall way of being... Your natural response. And my guess is, here's what's interesting about whiners. Whiners don't know that they're... See, what's interesting is people get have attitudes about people and organizations. My general sense for looking at somebody who, who everybody around them but themselves know that they're a problem is that they don't, no one tells them. It's like your fly's open, but no one's going to tell you your fly's open. You know, now, often I'll come in from the outside. It's not my place to tell them. But, it's, but if you're really committed to the people around you, you'll find a way to say, listen, I'm not sure what you're doing and how you're doing it works. Or, 
you know, can I talk to you about something you're doing? Here's here's a suggestion I have for you. Instead, we sort of we leave people alone. And it's like survival survival of the fittest in some ways. You know, people who 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 don't have a mentality or sort of a self awareness about how they come across an organization uh, may survive a long time, but they eventually self select out. It just it, it you know. So getting back to this point about people who are resistant. You stay long enough where you've got difficult people, they will be gone at some point. Because when I say difficult people, I don't want to dis- I want to distinguish difficult people from people who have are willing to describe who are willing to articulate difficult things. So we don't make that right, distinction. Right, right. What we do is we label anybody that says something tough as a problem. When in fact, in, in this shows up in in higher education, um or even any educational environment where if a faculty member speaks up critically about something, I can't tell you how many times I hear administrators or presidents or vice presidents just not want them to be in part of the conversation. We, so we, we basically insulate ourselves from people who have tough messages because we don't want to have to deal with tough messages as opposed to having the chutzpah. It's a good word, isn't it? It's a great it's word. It's a better word than yeah. the other word I was thinking. You pull it off. Yeah, well, okay, I can say chuh. <laughs> but I have the chutzpah to put tough people around you and to be willing to listen, right? right. That's how you're going to make change. It's not by avoiding them. So so it, it seems like there are there are two things going on. And now to the second part of the of the um, uh, issue that we bring up, the, the initial one. So first is being held accountable to a higher standard, that there are teams that are frustrated at being held accountable to a higher standard. Yeah. And and the second piece is that there are entire teams that have a developed what I'll call a microculture uh, that desires to deviate from, quote, the rules. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds to me like you're saying there are two things going on here. First of all, we have uh, a responsibility of leaders to do uh, – check me if I start lying here uh, – do a better job of setting standards mm-hmm. to which to hold these teams accountable, right? Their it's, team. Their team, right. Not others' teams. Others, of course. Uh, their team accountable and managing expectations against it. And the, the, the other side of the argument is the team's response – uh, that can it, it sounds from this example can you know appear to be uh, on the scale from uh, just sort of disrespectful to mutinous. Yes. Right. So so here's here's two things that come to mind that I talk about in imagining change, and it's it's so obvious, but it's so easy to forget. One, focus on what you have control over. And two, stop whining. Now, these are reminders. Yeah. These are not bad people. These are people that forget. And this happens to me too. I'm not it's it's easy. It's, we're human beings. It's easy to like it's much easier to look outside of myself and see what you're doing wrong than it is for me to see what I'm doing wrong. Right? So so in the workplace, I mean whether this is in your personal life or in the workplace, this is a discipline that some of us are better than others at reminding ourselves to focus on what we have control over. I think you, you, you have less stress if you can focus on what you have control over. 
right? So if you are in a if you are in a in a, in a group, and your manager is holding you to a high standard, and you look around, and other people can get away with stuff. You know, you got a couple of choices. You can you know go work for somebody like that. Then, you know, if you what you the question is is are the standards that you're being held accountable to is that raising the bar and helping you grow? I think that where sometimes people get stuck is they don't see the value in those standards. They don't see how it's going to help them. That's got to get articulated, right? There, there has to be a commitment by the manager to help this person see that by being held accountable to those standards, you're going to grow as a person and we're going to grow as a team. Well, I think that gets to the to the larger point of, of setting the standard, right? It's that, yes, there you have absolute uh, personal stake in the standard that I'm going to hold you to. And it's going to yes. be a higher standard. You're going to grow as an individual, in your, but your, uh, this, this broader commitment that I'm asking of you, I need to, as a leader or manager, I need to do a, a really good job of demonstrating why, I, why the institution needs your level of participation at that level, right? Yeah. Yeah, there is, um, when, you, when you move from executive teams to directors to the people really executing on the work, right? Sort of the, the masses who are actually out there doing the detail work. Very often as you move through those layers, what gets lost is connection to the mission. Gets get lost is why are we doing this? It just feels like we're just being given stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like our actions are appreciated at a certain level, and it gets harder the larger the organization you you work for. So again, it's a it's a wonderful opportunity. Think of it's 2014. You're a leader. This is a wonderful opportunity to step back and say, all right, how do I help my team understand their connection to our mission? their connection to where we want to go. And part of it might be you might not even know yourself. So part of your work is to get out there and to actually get more connected to the mission and maybe help executive team be clear about what the mission is. Because half the time, the executive team doesn't, they sort of feel like if they write the mission, Somehow it will translate for people. They don't have to go out and share it. And sell it. And sell it. We underestimate and we use not having enough, not having enough time as an excuse to not do that stepping back and, and helping people around us uh, so that we can have a healthy environment, a healthy working environment, right? I mean, we spend a third of our lives at work. Uh, we, need to find a, we need to find a way to... Um, to get more to get more from our people by giving back to them and i'll tell you there's as many good examples of of institutions and companies that do this but i'd say there's there's even an overwhelming number that don't understand it because they haven't really applied it but on the, but on the other side of doing on the other side of demonstrating to your staff uh and and bringing them into a conversation around let's really connect our work to the mission you know, let's let's come up with goals and objectives that not only are good for us, but we can help us tie. That you know, we're doing a bunch of projects like that right now, where we're helping uh, divisions or departments tie their work to the mission of the institution, and we're also doing work helping the inst- at the executive level uh, communicate down what is the mission. So, 
there's an endless amount of opportunity to grow in this area. I, I have a non-example. Uh, I, I've been at, at an institution for about for 10 years, and on the, the day of my 10th year anniversary, uh, I got an email, and it was a wonderful email. It said, uh, you know, Dear Pete, thank you so much for your commitment and hard work to this institution. You have, you have made a difference here. And we, uh, we genuinely appreciate it, and lots of flowery language around this, and we'd like to offer you as a token of our, uh, of our <laughs> okay. gratitude yes. to your work. Uh, we'd like to offer you, you know, a gift commensurate with your tenure here. And uh, please click on the link below and you'll be able to, to select your gift. And the next line was, thank you very much. We deeply appreciate it. Do not respond to this email. This email is sent from an automated mailbox and is not uh, monitored <laughs> at any point. And when you click on the link, you go to this affiliate marketing store where I could get a sweatshirt or a watch or something like that. I could get some steak knives. Yes. You know, right? How'd you feel? Really? Afterwards. Cold. Cold and Very broke. cold. Cold yeah. and broken. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's when I met you. Yeah, <laughs> that might have been it. Uh, it. But but there's this sense there there are signals when your policies go down that road of, of yeah. kind of disconnect that you just you you, you may have forgotten uh, the other and the other side of that is it it's this this balance of uh, sort of the yin and the yang right on the other side of it is we have these teams that that may exhibit the more libertarian uh, uh, philosophies you know that your rules don't apply to me. Uh, anymore, yeah, and and you have to ask yourself, what am I doing to foster that? Yes, you know, because well, that, that comes from somewhere. Well, think about most times you join, uh, most times, uh, whenever you join a, a business, a an you're you're joining a culture. There is a history there, unless you started the company from scratch. You're 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 stepping into something. That in some ways, it's funny because I hear this a lot. People go in to a business, they're excited, and six months later, they're like, oh my God, I had no idea what I was stepping into, right? Because in the interview process, and the meeting people, everyone's really happy. Like, you know, this place is wonderful. And and then you get to work there, and you see sort of the dynamics that play out. But it, it's, you have to put it in context, right? You have to say that this is an evolution, that we're, that, if you're if you're working in an environment where if you work in an organization that sort of has a lack of trust or lots of politics, um, it's always evolving, and you can play a part in helping uh, bridge the gap between sort of dysfunction to function by having the right kind of attitude, by having the attitude that like okay, what can I do that doesn't feed the negativity? There's too much of that. The problem is is that negativity is fun. Right? It's so much more fun to talk about other people's problems and the difficult people that you work with than it is to be the one to say, you know, you come to me, Pete, and say, you know, Howard, I'm having a problem with so and so. You know, it's so much easier to go, oh, tell me about it. Oh, yeah, that person, I, 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 yeah, I have the same problem with that. As opposed to saying to you, you know, Pete, maybe you should go talk to that person. I mean, that's boring. But taking ownership? Taking ownership? That's it's a like horrible advice. Well, actually, what's interesting, and this is actually what plays out. If I did that with you, you will not come back and talk to exactly. me. Exactly, you're no longer my friend. <laughs> you want me to buy into that because you, it's a poison. It's a virus. Negativity is a virus. It's, positivity is a, vo- a virus too, but it's not as fun. <laughs> 
I see that's not. I think people disagree with me that, but on the surface. I, I, you know, it's, it's certainly not as easy. It's like chasing ambulances. Yeah. Why do we do that? Yeah. We do it. It's almost like our, we're we're wired to like focus on negativity. Right. So I'm, you know, I work to focus on. Well, it depends on who you ask in my life, but I try to focus on being positive. 2014, right? Everyone's sort of in that mode. You know, wipe the slate clean. Here's an opportunity to do something different. And you know, I say step one is bring people together and say, listen. I want to make some changes around here. And I don't really know exactly what that looks like, but I, I, I also don't want to do it in isolation. So I'm interested in what you have to say. So so let's have a conversation first about what are some of the things that you see around here that you think we should focus on and change? One of the most important thing to do is not to just come from your own private assumptions about what's going on, but to ask, you know, and get... I can't tell you the number of people that feel like nobody's really asking me what I think. So step one is get out there and, you know, get out from behind your computer, from behind your your smartphone and walk around and talk to people. Now, I and I know managers that do this and leaders that do this and there are people so appreciative. They feel they feel like they're taken care of. So go talk to people and then say, Let's let's come up with uh, some some goals for ourselves that are besides the sort of the the profitability goals, but goals around how we want to say, looking back a year from now, how things have changed around here in terms of mood, in terms of a sense of being connected to the mission, right? Let's come up with some goals around that, and you know this. This might be hard for people to do initially because they're not used to that. It's sort of touchy-feely and, and what does that get into? And I think that's why we don't do a great job of that because we don't know how to be in those conversations. Uh, but th- use this as an opportunity in 2014, given that we're right out of the gate, uh, to take people together and say, listen, uh, here's some things I'd like to see change. What do you think? And, and then see where it goes. You don't have to have it all figured out. Open the conversation. That is, uh, that's great advice, Howard. I, uh, I love the conversation. I love the topic and, and uh, deeply appreciate the opportunity to dissect this, this more sort of uh, very current issue that we're, that we're facing here. It's, a, it's, it's a great exciting to talk about it. Thank you, Pete. Um, this, you can find us, everybody, at tybalink.com. You can uh, subscribe to the show for free in iTunes. We encourage you to do so and would appreciate your kind comments there as well. Uh, nice ratings on iTunes and on Stitcher Smart Radio. They help other people discover the show. So as if you have a few seconds and five extra stars to spare, we sure would appreciate <laughs> you uh, doing that and help others uh, discover the show. Uh, thanks so much for your participation. On behalf, on behalf of Howard Tybel, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybel Inc. Thank you.